0: I bring you greetings from the cold north. <laughs> and apparently, so the locals tell me, where our house is in a little part of Sheffield called Lodgemoor, it's about um, 150, 200 metres higher than the average, and apparently it's 10 degree colder up there than it is in the city in general. So um, my friend Peter Ibberson said, ooh, oh, it's cold up there, ooh. <laughs> I'm not sure Ali's quite worked it out. Ali likes a warm house. And I'm not quite sure she worked out yet the fact it's probably going to be colder there than Amisham. But a f- great to be back. I'm a visiting preacher this morning. Say hello. hello. It's great to be with you. Thank you for the invite. Mm. <laughs> it's a joy to be here. We're going to look at Philippians 3 and um, it's on screen. <laughs> Woo! Uh, and I'll read it to you. Uh, you've got your own Bibles. Philippians 3, it's 1 to 7 we're doing. Um, have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee. As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus, just come to your word. Father, we pray by your spirit that you take that written word and together you'd help us to see something more of your truth, Jesus. You'd encourage us and challenge us mm-hmm. that we might, with Paul, know something of the joy that's in you. We might but have a right view about the stuff we have that's good and the stuff we have that's bad and the stuff that's valuable and the stuff that isn't. Rearrange our thinking, Lord Jesus, by his Spirit. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Philippians 3, 1, to 7. Rejoice in the Lord. First verse is this. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It's no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and and it's a safeguard for you. I think it's quite an appropriate first verse, really, isn't it? I said at 8.30, I preached at 8.30 this morning. And I sort of feel that, I mean, I've said a lot of stuff. If you put all the words I've spoken in this church in the last 49 years together, it'd be a lot of words. But in a sense, there's only one core theme. And it is, Jesus loves you. Learn to love him, accept forgiveness, and live it out. Amen? Okay <laughs> but but isn't it in a way isn't that it's what it is isn't it? isn't it in the end, we make it very complicated, and sometimes it sort of is, but in the end it 's really straightforward and Paul starts his letter i mean this actually the um the, this translation, this is really weird, the NIV has different versions of NIV, there's A, B, C, D, and E by the sound of it, but but most NIV translations start off with finally for this word. I think the Greek word actually means finally, but they've put it as further, because although Paul says finally, he's going to go on for another chapter and a half, all right? And, and he says to them, finally, look, rejoice in the Lord. I thought, it's going to be an all-age service, so a couple of all-age things thrown in, and I'm going to dump most of them, but because Joshua and Samuel, are they still here? Have they gone? I was going to do, actually, I was going to do, I, I, this, is, this is, bear with me, okay? I was going to do a game, and there's a lot of kids and young people here. I was going to do young people, get old people, so I was going to try and find where the breakpoint was. <laughs> right, you can look around at this point. Stand up if you're 30 or under please, sorry. That's not the break point. 40 or under. <laughs> Stand up here, 40 or under. 45 or under? 50 or under? Oh my word. <laughs> Sit down. So I was going to do for young cake old, you see, and I was going to do this. I thought, so what gives you joy? What makes you happy and joy aren't quite the same, are they? But I can't think what are the difference is at the moment, and it's an always service, so I'm not going to say too much. So, what gives you joy, Johnny? Where's Johnny? Is he gone? Johnny? Oh, <laughs> you can't rely on these worshippers, can you? Um, so, I thought I'd do a little game thing where I ask people to tell me. Think of what gives you joy, and we'll try and guess. I'll oh, bully people I know first. Think of something that gives you joy, JC. Laurie, think of something that gives you joy. You got some, one thing? Yeah, okay. Anyone, what do you think gives Laurie joy? What's the, what will give him joy? When die. What? No, 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 no. Get with the game, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Talk about yourselves, die. So you've got That's to guess, point. do you understand what Laurie gives Laurie joy? Is that okay, That's yes, point. okay. Oh, can you see me after the lesson, please? Yeah. <laughs> so, guess is red wine. Is that right, Laurie? Yes, yes or no? Red wine. No. Come on, somebody else. Jesus? Yes. <laughs> ah, but no, it's not what he's thinking of. Okay, we ban... In G- future for this thing, we ban Jesus, okay? That does we'll come into that. What, somebody else, what gives him joy? Cricket? Cricket? QPR. QPR. Music? okay tell us someone come to know the lord Ooh, someone coming to know the lord now because i don't want to be um accused of breakup of marriages probably what laurie should have thought of was wendy <laughs> okay and so in, in future if you're married you can't think the answers you can't think of you can't think of your spouse or jesus okay is that okay let's be less holy about this okay so so jc C, has got thought of something jc Okay, someone guess what gives JC joy. A van that works. What? A van that, a van that works. works. A van that works. <laughs> Close. Okay. A mini that works. A mini that works. <laughs> That's the one. Right. If you haven't ever, have you? Where is your mini now? In, in okay. Uh, if, you, if you ever want to, ever want to go and visit JC and see his mini, it's, it's like a work of. I mean, I don't know the word is. Quite a lifetime's endeavour, isn't it? Let's do someone else, if you do Who should we do, who else should we pick on Fred Think of something that gives you joy, don't say it Right, someone guess Lancashire Lancashire. Cricket Cricket. Correct Is it? Well done You see, different things give us joy And And and, of course, I suppose it's not the same all the time, is it, in many, many things. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Because, you see, what he's saying to the Philippian church is really quite simple, but quite profound. Rejoice in the Lord because that is where long-term, true, lifelong, in a sense, joy is to be found. Not the changeable circumstances you know, if, if your joy is in cricket, it goes up and down. I don't know if they started playing yet or. And, and all things do come and go, but the God, Lord doesn't. And it's really simple in my mind because you see, the most, the most core thing is that thing that God loves me, amen. I don't know why, He just does. It sometimes strikes me as really. You know, Lord, are you really thinking straight? But He does. And he's forgiven me in Jesus, freely. My position—I'm alive in the Spirit, and I experience the Spirit, and that's a gift. I don't have to earn it, and I haven't got to worry about losing it because it's not a thing I ever got in the first place by me working hard. I worry about losing my marbles, and I lose about losing my hearing, and I lose about losing my keys. I'm always losing my keys, but I don't worry about losing my salvation because. It's not something I've ever got, really, myself. Do you understand? It's a gift. And I rejoice in that. No one can take that away from me. No one can, can, can ever go at me about it. And, 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 and that is my core joy. The fact that God loves me. And that I've come to love him. And I've accepted him as saviour. And I'm alive in his spirit. And his spirit indwells me. And he's my, he's my dad. And it's my friend. Jesus has called me friend. And that relationship is absolutely on grace alone. Nothing I earned ever. And, and I think Paul, when he writes this stuff, I don't, I don't really know what he's thinking, I know. But it feels to me like he says, finally, guys, rejoice in the Lord. It's not a problem to me to write stuff to you. And then he realizes that actually there is stuff that steals our joy. And you see, in a way... It can't, really, because it's not a thing we ever get by work. Because it's from God. It's a gift of God. Grace is like that. But he realized that in the real world, the enemy is out there all the time to try and steal that joy by making us feel, in, whatever, mostly guilty. Mostly incompetent and inferior. and not up to it. And, oh, Lord, I've let you down again. And I'm a dirty, rotten sinner type stuff. Because Of course you are. Well... I mean, you may or may not be dirty. I mean, that I can't comment on. You may sniff at the person next to you if you want to and see if they are dirty, but uh, perhaps not in church. But, but the sinner bit, you certainly are. Agreed? And you see, Paul is aware that in his culture, in the, in the church in Philippi, there were a great bunch of Christians who had learned to follow Jesus, but there were people around who were trying to teach them other stuff. And in this case, there were these Judaizers, who were saying, guys, you need to not only be a Christian and follow Jesus, but you must also be circumcised, follow the law of Moses, obey all those legal commands, um, which, of course, are posted. Do you know where they are in this church? The Ten Commandments? Yeah. In this church, there's two big tablets. I sometimes wonder when I was younger whether the actual tablets Moses brought down from the Mount of whatever... Because they look pretty ancient, don't they? Thou shalt love the Lord your God. Sorry, thou shalt have no gods but me, oh dear. Chris. got it wrong. Thou shalt have no gods but me. Come on, one. And ten. Now, are the commandments good? Are yes. oh, they still true? Yes. Thou shalt have no gods but me. It's true, yeah. What's the danger with the commandments? Why is Paul worried about the Judaizers teaching the people at Philippi about obeying the law? The danger is that you think, if you're not careful, that if you break them, you will no longer be loved by God. The danger is that's religion, isn't it? It's religion in the end. There's legalism. It's like, I've got to do this stuff. If I don't do this stuff, I, I won't be accepted. It's so easy to slip back into it. And of course, in, in, in Philippi, there's, they've only just come away from Judaism, from the law. That's the old covenant. And the old covenant, the mark of being a Jew was, for men anyway, was circumcision. Eight days. Paul goes through and says, look, I'm, 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 the, I'm the best Jew of Jews. type of Hebrews, serpents of the eighth day, all that stuff, right? He, he says that I was everything. I obeyed the law as best I could. I, I was faultless. Every little detail of the law I tried to keep, but he knew that didn't get him salvation. Now, that's what Paul was worried about for Philippians. So this passage is about, really, the bulk of this passage is about Paul saying, do not go this way. He's pretty aggressive about it. He calls them dogs, which is a very derogatory word. The people who are trying to pull the Christians at Philippi back into old legalism. He calls them evildoers. That's harsh. Really harsh. Because he sees, I think, that the joy of the Lord comes out of knowing it's by grace. And out of that comes holy living. Don't get me wrong, as I always say. Living holy lives is important. The commandments still matter. But they're not the way to God. They're the response having found God. They're not the route into his presence. They're the output from his presence. They're not a threshold to get to God. They're a guardian in the way we walk with God. Any of those help you? And again, back to the first verse, i say the same thing again and again. Maybe some of you get it. I mean, forgive me. But in a sense, you feel when you're preaching sometimes to myself. I slip back into it so easily myself. How many times have I found myself thinking, oh Lord, I did it again. You don't want to know what the actual sin was at that point. And it's right to have a fear, to have an absolute abhorrence of sin. Because it is the thing that sent Jesus to the cross. Right? Do you get me? But that's not security that we have. We mustn't get in the place where that becomes our security. I've been a good boy this week. It's got to be in the place where I know God loves me. And Paul says we are the... Submit- See, in the new covenant, since Jesus came, the people of God are the church. And the mark that shows we are Christians is not a physical mark in our flesh. And I have to say for one, I'm glad of that. It's a spiritual mark. It's the fact I'm alive in the spirit. It's the fact that, uh, you know, what Laurie says, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good, but dead people alive in the spirit. It's the mark of the Holy Spirit. We are the circumcision, Paul says. We are the people who are properly circumcised in our spirits and alive, because the new covenant is a spiritual thing. It's not; in, it's no longer the case that God's people are like a physical group of people. They are now a spiritual bunch of people, and the physical people as well, of course. But the mark is spiritual. We are the circumcision, he says. And and and. I, So, you know, the passage, basically, Philippians is a really encouraging book. And this bit comes in the middle because Paul, I think, realises, rejoice in the Lord is the core message this morning. Rejoice in the Lord, but be careful about the slip back into legalism, about the slip back into taking the commandments, about having rights and wrongs and making that the way in. And it's a treacherous road. Sometimes it comes in sneaky ways. The enemy is so keen to take away from us because th- grace, in the end, is nuts, isn't it? It just doesn't make sense, does it? In a human thinking way, it just doesn't make sense. Actually, to be honest, the more the older I, the more I live as a Christian, the more I read the Bible, the more of it I think it's just nuts. <laughs> Lord, how do you how does this work? I mean, to be fair. Quite a lot of physics is nuts as well, if you go into it in detail. Um, yeah, um, I've found a bit of time to read, to relearn some physics recently as well. And some of that's just like, whoa! And I quite like the way that the physical world is like that in a way. Sort of inexplicable, if that makes sense. The fact that, you know, particles, you can't say where a particle is if you want to know how fast it's going. You can say how fast it's going accurately, but you can't say then where it is. It spreads out over all space. It's like, what? Grace is not logical in a human way of thinking, but it's blooming brilliant. And that has to be guarded because so much of our culture takes it away... You can't really think that God loves you and forgives you, dirty little old you. Can you really think? You, a speck on, look how big the cosmos is, a thousand million stars in a thousand million galaxies, and you, tiny little speck, think that God loves you and died for you? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? It's nuts, but it's amazing rejoice in the Lord. Paul says verse 7. Can we get to verse 7? I've, I've missed all the slides out really. Yeah, that's it. Oh, wow, that was br- Round of applause for the man at the back. Brilliant. Well done. <clears throat> um, I'm going to land it, Laurie. Is that okay? Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how, whether the um, shoe thing um, that Laurie did was intentional, or spirit-guided, or both. Um, uh, but you see, Laurie's doing things, saying sometimes the good things will hold us back. And for Paul, his history as a Jew <laughs> was a good or bad thing? Good thing. Brilliant thing, right? It's good that he was a Hebrew Jew. It's good that he read the law. It's a good that... But he says, whatever... Gains were to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. This goes on in more depth next week. So come next week and hear the next bit. And in a sense, that thing with the shoe, Laurie, is, is, illustrates that. Sometimes the good thing is to hold us back. In some ways, it's easier, as Laurie said, to drop the bad things. <laughs> the good things you think, well, that's a good thing. And sometimes they hold us back. Our security is not in the good things. Praise Jesus! I've had actually some, you know, good things have happened. I, I, I'm not a bad preacher. You say <clears throat> I'm not a bad teacher. I'm not. Um, Ali's not here. I'm not a bad husband. <laughs> I've done some good stuff. Actually, and I've got some good things, but I don't. But they have no value. Ultimately. I consider it all loss compared to the joy of knowing Jesus. That's where the joy is. It's a really simple message. It's no hardship for me to say it again. And it's a safeguard for you. That everything, everything that you have, everything you are, it's all wonderful stuff. But in the end, it's all about Jesus. Jesus. And that silly thing about the fact, you know, if the vicar asks a question, the answer is Jesus. Is has a truth in it. Rejoice in the Lord, guys. St. Leonard's community, I love you and I've walked with you for a long time. Some of you for look at Pete and Katie, half a, well, more than half a lifetime. Five-sevenths of a lifetime in my case. But, right, and It's been great. It's been really great. And we have our paths have gone because God's called us to other stuff. And I don't know where it's going to go. I'll keep you in touch every now and then, possibly. But I just encourage you, community, to love each other and to encourage each other to rejoice in the Lord. To do rejoicing, but make sure it's in the Lord. To keep on that. The battle is for real. And the battle at the moment is fierce. But the battle isn't fierce because the enemy is getting stronger. The battle is fierce because we're becoming more awake and alive as a prophetic community. And the more we, I say we, because I'm still here, <laughs> you, are willing to stand up and count for Jesus, the more than he will come at you. That's just the way life is. And at the core of that, whatever else goes on, rejoice in the Lord, because in the end... That's what it's about. in the end, that's the only thing that is like absolutely secure It's God's love for you and your love in response to him and the free gift of grace that means you're his kids. and I love you Saint hers. I love you individually as a group and I shall pray for you. I shall do the 10 days of fasting. Don't forget the fasting in August. Is it 10 days for everybody that's just for leaders yeah for yeah I'm going to do the I'm going do the first 10 days and then, then I shall. Cut the last soul ties, if that makes sense. But right. Doesn't it's no burden to me to say it again. Know God loves you, love Jesus and rejoice. Amen.